You're listening to episode number three of The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. Welcome to the Road to Seven podcast, guiding and supporting entrepreneurs along their road to seven figures and beyond. Here's your host, Sheila Cummins. On today's episode, I'll be interviewing Shelly True from True Dot Design. Shelly is the president of True Dot Design, an award-winning agency of choice, providing strategic marketing, branding, design, and social media for companies within the architectural, engineering, property development, and construction sectors. A trailblazer in Ottawa's business community, Shelley took the bold step of acquiring the award-winning Ottawa-based firm Avenue Design and has successfully merged the two companies under the True Dot Design brand, building on two decades of experience while seamlessly integrating the culture, approach, mission, and values of both firms. That's no small feat. Shelley is known as a natural connector. She's a champion of women entrepreneurship and women in business, believing that mentorship and encouragement is the role of all business leaders, not just women. She's on the board of directors for the annual Women in Business Conference and co-hosts Foreplay for Charity, a women's golf tournament which connects women leaders in the construction industry while raising funds and awareness for women's mental health programs at the Royal Mental Health Center. Join me today as Shelly and I talk about the idea of growing a business through acquisition. We're going to learn some of the risks that are involved and how to mitigate those risks and make it a successful move for you. Shelly, thank you so much for joining the Road to Seven podcast. I know what a busy, busy, busy woman you are. Tell me, I'm most curious about why this business? You're a very smart woman. You could have started any business or worked for anyone. What was your driving force or the passion behind building True Dot Designs? Thank you so much, Sheila, for having me. I really uh, appreciate being a part of this um, and and share my message. Um, I have a background in marketing. I worked for architects for over 15 years Mm -hmm. And I really saw a void in, in services um, relating to architects and anything related to that industry. Uh, there's a lot of regulations around architecture uh, in promotions, uh, similar to anyone in the financial advisements, uh, legal professions. You know, you're not necessarily going to be able to wrap your vehicle saying, I'm the best lawyer in town. Um, <laughs> Some people lot- try, but right. it looks a bit cheeky. Or right, right. Um, so I really did see that uh, the online presence, uh, social media was growing. Everyone was, uh, you know, people are losing work to people outside their cities or outside their countries. Mm-hmm. And it's based on their online presence. So Founded TrueDot, luckily my last name um, <laughs> lends itself well to a business in a positive manner. Yes. Um, so launched TrueDot over six years ago mm-hmm. um, and have grown from, you know, three to eight to 15 uh, in, in not very many years. Employees, uh, 15 employees. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, what were some of those, right? Think back to the early days when it was just Shelly. Mm-hmm. What were some of the strategic moves that, let me ask my question again, hang on. What were some of the strategic moves that you made or infrastructures that you put in place that really 
was that tipping point to your growth? What did you see create the most amount of speed behind your growth? Well, one, I started my business without a loan. Mm-hmm. So I was able to uh, work from home. So I, I started at home, built a network of contractors that would be able to work with me. Uh, not a, I didn't hire my first full-time employee until a year after I began the business. When I was looking at my marketplace, I really did want to pick a niche. Mm-hmm. You know, marketers deal with companies all the time and we tell them to really focus on, on one target audience until they've really mastered that um, and really understand their target audience. So staying focused on the initial target and the whole reason why I started the company was also really important. We, um, we started to win high profile clients mm-hmm. so that also led to building credibilities to continue to win more high profile clients. So you actually went against a norm and I'm going to maybe be a bit controversial saying this, but of all the women that I've worked with, women tend to go for the smaller uh, clients, the smaller packages, they underprice, they go for the easy to sell. Where did the belief or the strength in you come to pitching those big contracts? Uh, You know, fake it till you make it sometimes applies. Mm -hmm. You have to really, everything that I've done, um, even when I started the the company, I landed a contract that would sustain my daughter and I for one year. Mm -hmm. And so there was no way I was allowed to fail. Yes. But what was important is when when I started... I basically anything that I accomplished gave me, you know, the guts to go out and do something bigger. And it's, I think it's just been in my nature as an entrepreneur that anytime I go out and accomplish something, it just pushes me to do the next bigger, better thing. So it's just one of those, hold your breath, jump in and go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just change that self-talk to be positive. (laughs) Who was not necessarily her name, but what role did your first hire play within your business? She was, uh, she is a a creative writer. She's still with you. Uh, No, she's not. She's a close friend. Yeah. Uh, It was a friend. uh, We met through our children, Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough. Uh, but she was with us for five years, uh, and it was a, there was a lot of tears involved in her moving on oh, to her next God. big challenge. But, you know, Trudot was a, a very different place because she also worked from home at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and then moving into the bricks and mortar and, and a larger team, and, and our, our vision has changed slightly. So, uh, but, you know, she's, she was a real integral uh, part in initially, and yeah. also someone that I could obviously bounce ideas on off of um, being my right-hand man. So well. what is interesting is your first hire was a role that would help with revenue, that mm-hmm. creative writer. It's not like you hired an assistant or a bookkeeper or, you know, got a nice fancy office. It was someone who's going to help you make more money so that you can make more money. Right. Was yeah, Has they, that always been a sort of a, a hiring plan for you or, or how have you chosen what to hire what happened uh, and and the reason why any future financing was possible was because of our reoccurring revenue 
Right. So being able to provide a service of ongoing social media services, right. I knew that we had enough accounts that would sustain an employee. So any time that. that we move to a new hire, we look at in terms of how much revenue we'll be able to bring in, mm -hmm. um, what services that we provide will actually be profitable mm -hmm. and expand in, in, and a lot of it is driven by marketplace as well. Sure. You know, social media starting at six years ago, yes. managing for companies uh, was fairly new on the marketplace. Now everyone and their neighbors doing it, mm -hmm. uh, not what, not necessarily well. Well, yes, no, I would agree with that. Is, everyone has dabbled in it. But it was really important for us to understand that, you know, and then the hire right after that was a graphic designer. Again, another revenue makes you better at what you do. Right. At what point in your business did you realize that hitting seven figures in revenue was possible? I went through an acquisition. <laughs> Tell us about that. That's a big thing. You bought another country. <laughs> another country. Uh, hang on. Let's talk about that. I mean, you bought a whole other company, Shelly. Take us through that process. Anytime I've been asked to speak, it's interesting how nonchalant I am about, you know, having gone through an acquisition. Yeah. I can. <laughs> but when you take a step back and actually think about going through it as a single mom or not as a single mom, but trying to understand that you're acquiring another business. It was over double the size of my current business. Yes. I was approached by the owner of this company who has bought and sold four companies. The last one before that she sold to Arlene Dickinson. Mm -hmm. I had never been through an acquisition or a merger before. Mm -hmm. She approached me to buy her company as a succession plan. And uh, typically I make decisions fairly quickly, but I realized, you know, pulling in good, resources in terms of financial advisors, lawyers. Um, I had a mentor as well who had gone through major acquisitions to be able to give me some uh, positive information. At the end of the day, it made sense. But having to acquire a team of people that you were not allowed to meet prior to the acquisition, right? the owner stepped away. I walked in as their new boss. Mm -hmm you know, in a 24 hour period, mm -hmm. I then had to take, you know, um, all of their client list, which was around 40 to 50 ongoing clients. Yes. And ensure that it was business as usual. <clears throat> we were extremely clear about the communication that went out. It, we had to decide basically whether the brand would stay true dot or remain in the company that's been in business for 14 years. Right. But TrueDot had a stronger brand, so we really did have to ensure that that communication piece was extremely clear and answered all of the questions that any clients would want to know. Mm -hmm. Like, what's changed? Nothing. More people, more service offering. We have social media in-house now. Mm -hmm. um, the team is excited and expanding. And when you then finally hit your finances and, and invest money and pay over time, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're responsible not just for three mortgages, but 13 mortgages. Yes. There's a big deal in risk and you can't, you can't fail. 
So what were some structures, and I actually want to talk about external structures, meaning business operation things that you put in place to make that successful. But I don't want to forget the internal structures or the beliefs that you had to work through to enable you to take that big of a leap. And we can talk about either one first, whichever you'd rather. I... I'm not sure, <clears throat> sorry, I just have to clear my voice, <clears throat> and I don't want to hurt you with I'm, my coughing right here by the speaker. Oh, you're good. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. Um, so I guess we'll talk about, I'm just trying to think, it was the, do you want me to talk about internal structures or challenges? or in, do you want me to- Maybe um, in what were some systems you had to put in place? Like you just took over 40 client things. How were you able to do that? And then let's go to the internal beliefs. Okay. Once, and one of the reasons why I thought the acquisition and I, I knew that there was a lot of benefit into acquiring a competitor. Mm -hmm. If you look at, marrying or looking at the best practices of both firms. So you take a look at that. You look at the systems, the procedures that they have in place. Mm -hmm. We weren't in a space. This was a space that was set up with all of the IT and all the logistics, the phone system. Mm -hmm. um, We we did have to look at the two corporate cultures that Mm -hmm. existed Mm -hmm. build and start fresh. And, and we basically said, we're going to treat us like our, a new client Yes, and interview everyone and, and look around the table and say, how do you feel? True right. Dad had a lot of energy and, and though we were a little bit louder and had a little more fun, we were still about business and still accomplishing the same amount of um, business and revenue as, you know, Avenue did. Right. So what was important was I sat for six months monitoring. Yes. We kept our same systems happening simultaneously. Right. Few things that we incorporated on either side, but it was really after the first six months of reviewing the books, um, after merging the two, we became 25% higher in revenue and profitable. We launched a brand new website, did a full photo shoot for the entire the team, team. Mm-hmm. corporate video. You know, we are in, in marketing, so yes. it's beneficial when you have your own marketing department in-house. Right. Um, but typically, we're also the last ones to be taking care of ourselves. So it was a challenge. It was a lot of additional work. Mm-hmm. I've never been shy to work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pulling an 80 hour week is, mm-hmm. is normal for mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs, but I've always been told that the first five years of business is the most crucial. Yes. Just make it to the first five years and then take a look at the next 10. So it sounds like the biggest systems was number one, creating that positive culture that you had already created with your previous true dot team and integrating in the new team. And then the second one, I've just lost my train of thought. Then the second one was the marketing of your own company, creating your own brand, doing your own PR, creating that consistent message that really portrays what it is that you do and who you do it for. And, you know, Shelly, I think that's so important for the listeners to 
to really hear because I see so many web designers and uh, uh, marketing specialists and, and their stuff is the pits. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, that's their business card. And if your marketing's not what it is that you do for your clients, people aren't going to really get it. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's cute. Little mom and pop shop. Mm. <laughs> right. right. So I think, you know, the culture and the marketing elements that you worked on first would have that trickle down effect. Shelly, that's a big move. Are you acquiring a whole other company, one that's larger or twice as big as your current one? At any point, were you second-guessing yourself? Was there any doubt that came in? And how did you overcome that? Or how did you mitigate the risk of taking such a big leap? I, I don't want to say that I, I try not to think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try not to look back and I look forward. Okay. So we have a lot of really brilliant people on our team. We're a team of 15 women now. Mm-hmm not intentional. We were women before I acquired a firm of women. So yes. now it's just trending. Yes. Uh, looking for that next dude. But, but <laughs> Come what's on, man, in. I know. I know. <laughs> well, what we're, what we're always doing is we're very collaborative. We did uh, move into a new space. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, we outgrew our previous space mm-hmm. we're on two separate floors. Now we have a lot more. We're all together, very collaborative, a lot of space to actually you know, whiteboards on the wall so we can, you know, blow things up. But in terms of looking forward versus, you know, back, it's always about taking the next step and what's changing and incorporating that and bringing that back to our clients. Mm -hmm. Our clients look at us like their agency of record. Mm -hmm. They always want us to be thinking we are the ones that come up with the ideas and bring that back to them so that they can focus on their businesses and the services and products that they're delivering. Right. But it's our job to stay on top of everything. Right. I won't say that I've never been scared. I won't say mm-hmm. that I am risking a lot personally for my yeah. daughter and I. For sure. But I really believe in what we're doing. At the end of the day, we care. We care yes. about marketing. We care about our clients. We yes. care about the people that are here. Yes. We created a, a group of individuals that I would call my family. Mm-hmm. Someone just got back off a holiday yesterday and, and Erica in our office says, welcome home. Ah. And that's what it is. It's about creating this environment that's fun and energetic and always staying on top of the new latest and greatest. I love it. And so the focus then just being forward, what can I do today to serve my clients? What can I do today to take care of my team? That's where you shifted your focus. So it wasn't, holy crap, what have I just done? Oh my God, I got to go to, you know, write this check now. Just focus on the people because, you know, which I think is so neat because business is people. Right. It's people to people. That's how we do business. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know that, I mean, growth is sort of something that I hear entrepreneurs craving all the time and, and you know, we got to go bigger. I got to increase my revenue. Is it possible to grow too quickly? Absolutely. I, there's a few things that had I known, <laughs> I, I would have changed. Yes. One would be to hire an office manager slash bookkeeper a lot sooner. Right. The other is I've been given advice along the way where you're told not to manage more than eight to 10 individuals. Yes. And to add that next layer of management. Mm-hmm. 
when you look at your current team, sometimes they don't necessarily want to jump into that role. Right. Even though they are amazing at what they do, they really are serving you in a profitability or production arm that they don't necessarily want to be into management. Right. So growing too quickly means that you have to add a whole other layer of policies, procedures, you know, trying to ensure that you're budgeting, that you're meeting your targets, that you're setting targets, that you're setting expectations. Mm -hmm. So I felt that obviously now being spread thin, I'm doing this after the fact instead of growing, growing a lot slower and being able to, gauge where the needs are at a slower pace. Well, I've heard it called the Peter Principle, where, and I'm not entirely sure where the name comes from, but where we look at who's on our team and, okay, who would be the best to take over management because we don't have anybody else. And right. when I was a teacher, I used to see it in schools. They'd always give the principalship to the teacher who had been there the longest. But the reality is that person is not necessarily a great leader or a great principal, or in this case, a great manager but they are really good at their job. So are you saying that sometimes slowing down and hiring that management team externally with people who are trained in that capacity is sometimes more powerful than just moving or or promoting people within your team because it's easier? Absolutely. I'm bringing in experts, consultants on HR, for example, to come Mm -hmm. in and analyze the systems that we have in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with the financial aspect of visioning. We're we're working on all of that right now where, you know, this could have been done a year and a half ago, which might have, but you know, yeah. There's no book written for every entrepreneur. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, you know, the other thing that I'm, I'm really taking away from this and from what you're saying is hire up. Right. Hire, hire someone who's more skilled than you. Absolutely. And I guess the big risk is that's going to cost you more money. So right. that's where you've got to be that forward thinking and believing so strongly in the outcome mm-hmm. or what will happen as a result of hiring that expert. Shelly, I've got one more question for you. Okay. Think back six years ago. What is one piece of advice you would give to Shelly from six years ago? I think I would just say remain positive yeah. and that I've got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did, uh, I, I guess, also buckle up. <laughs> 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 Don't forget to wear your helmet. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I had never perceived that this would be reality. Yes. I've always uh, dreamt of being an entrepreneur, but having an impact on people's lives and I have to get a lot of positive feedback and I and I'm very humbled by all of it so well that's great well you do great work I know how happy your clients are um, and and thank you for sharing your wisdom I mean you have created a business that so many women dream of of creating and and I actually I thank you for just not saying that it's just been rosy and you know fantastic the whole way along I think we have to hear the hurt sometimes right and you know that growth growth growing too quickly is sometimes dangerous and can be mitigated and sometimes we need to slow down 
So Shelly, thank you so much. I'm going to share down below the recording here a link to some social media training that Shelly and her team have created. And it's perfect if you are an entrepreneur, whether you're in a service or product-based industry, it doesn't matter. Go and check out Shelly and see what she's doing. And possibly her agent will be a great, her agency will be a great fit for you. Thanks so much, Shelly. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Road to 7 podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. To learn more, visit SheilaCummins.com for more support along your road to seven figures and beyond in your business. See you next time.